The following case is intended for mature audiences. It contains descriptions of graphic violence and body mutilation. Proceed with caution. I'm sorry, what's that? I'm trying to escape from some guy who had me chained up in his basement. You had you chained in his basement? Where are you calling from? I don't know. I am heading to this road. Are you I'm on? From here. Okay, hold on one second. Looks like you're on Tyrell Road. I could be. Are you walking? Yeah. Hold on one second. I don't second. even have shoes on. 3562. I'm trying to put out a call. 62, okay. you can start off for Tyrell, just east of Morris Road. Had a subject that was cleaned up in someone's basement, just fled the residence. He got on foot. after me. Hey, Z, I need you to go somewhere safe. If you can run up to somebody's house. Where are you at right now? Are you getting able to get away from Hey, 
just heard was made from an unidentified man attempting to flee from an individual who had restrained him in a basement. He described the situation as trying to get away from a creepy guy who had him tied up. The caller was disoriented and unsure of his location, emphasizing that he was not familiar with the area and did not even have shoes on. Fortunately, he was able to locate a nearby homeowner who provided an address enabling the police to locate him. The 29-year-old man chose not to pursue legal action against his captor. What makes the incident all that more unsettling, this was the second 911 call made in a series of truly disturbing events. The first dating back over a month prior, October 10th, 2019. A man visiting Michigan from New York contacted 911, stating that he had escaped from a man's basement after meeting him at a bus station. The man recounted that he woke up in a basement, suspecting that he had been drugged. He managed to free himself by cutting a leather strap that had been attached to a metal chain on his ankles. Despite not knowing the name of the man he escaped from, he expressed a strong desire to leave the situation and return home not pressing charges. What the two men didn't know at the time was how lucky they were to have escaped with their lives. December 2019, Mark Latunsky, a 50-year-old man from Bennington Township, Michigan, was arrested and charged with the gruesome murder of 25-year-old Kevin Bacon. Kevin, a hairstylist and student from Swartz Creek, Michigan, had been reported missing by his family and friends in the days leading up to his tragic discovery. The investigation revealed that Kevin had met Latunsky through the dating app Grinder. It was alleged that Latunsky had lured Kevin to his home. Kevin's body would be discovered in the basement of Latunsky's home on December 28, 2019 after his roommate told police he went to meet someone he met on the dating app. His family would report him missing after he didn't show up for Christmas breakfast. Kevin was found by police hanging by his ankles from the rafters of Latunsky's basement with a stab wound in his back and sliced throat. 
Latunsky admitted to stabbing Kevin in the back and later removing his testicles and eating them in his kitchen. During the trial that followed, Mark Latunsky was charged with one count of open murder and one count of mutilation of a human body. The Mark Latunsky case underscores the critical importance of online safety, the value of trusting one's instincts, and the need for community awareness. It highlights the significance of mental health support and awareness, as well as the crucial roles played by law enforcement and support services for victims. This case serves as a stark reminder of the need for vigilance and education to prevent and respond to disturbing incidents, ensuring the safety and well-being of individuals in both online and offline interactions. Submit your questions and stories to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com or by submitting them to Instagram at ScreamQueerPodcast and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Oblivion, everyone. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you all are doing wonderful. I hope you all are thriving. And as always, I hope you all are hanging in there. On this episode, I have here to chat a creator, an artist, who took his passion for drawing and art from paper to the screens of hundreds of social media users. Clark Felix is here to talk horror, upcoming projects, and we even answer some listener-submitted questions. Before we get started, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I always strive for fives, and I appreciate your feedback. With all of that out of the way, welcome Clark Felix. Thank you so much for taking time to sit with me today. I'm sorry. I've been having some technical issues. Oh, my gosh. No worries. I'm excited. Would you call yourself a, like, horror creator, horror artist, digital artist? What would you call yourself? I would I would say so. Um, I mean, I could do a lot of different styles, but I always go to my love, which is horror. Yeah. So what people know me as is for my horror art. Your horror art? Mm-hmm. What intrigued you about horror? You know what? I think it was just I came from a broken family. I had to entertain myself, and I pretty much got away with whatever I wanted to. I had no supervision. So I was watching horror movies at the age of, like, five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just something about it just always drew me in. Um, even starting as soon as, like, going to the Nickelodeon specials where they had, like, the Rugrats Halloween episode. Oh, was yes. My favorite. Yes. What inspired you to put your work on social media? Because I think I was just, like, scrolling, like, a hashtag one day. 
And I started seeing all these like really cool art pieces of like characters versus other characters. I'm like, wait a minute, this is really fucking cool. Uh, you know what? I got into digital art just recently. I've always been kind of good at it my entire life, but I always got really bored with it. Yeah. Um, so one year my husband gifted me a tablet with the Procreate app and I really liked it. And I was just like, hey, I can actually do something where I get to show people my work instead of me just have it in binders at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cause it's it's so cool. Like the do you like Mortal Kombat? Are you are you a fan? So I'm not the biggest gamer, um, but I did love Mortal Kombat 2 growing up. Okay. It was one of my favorites. And then um I want to say it was number two or three. They would have like these images where the characters were kind of like posing as if they're gonna fight each yes. other. Yes. <laughs> I just love that for yes. some reason. It's just my ADHD brain, whatever, just <laughs> loves staring at it for hours. Yeah. So I, I combine the two things I love the most, which is horror movies and those Mortal Kombat poses. And there we go. Yeah, because I that's what like drew me in. Because I saw the first one I had seen was the Gil Weathers versus Debbie Salt one. And oh my gosh, I, I kept scrolling. I was like, oh my God, these are so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big MK fan. So, I mean, that's why. Okay. I, yeah, I just always loved it. I think my first... Who's your favorite? To to play as or, like, what favorite game? Uh, favorite to play as. Uh, I love Melina. I am okay. a Melina stan. My favorite characters were Sonya and Sub-Zero. I always played as them. Yes. I feel like they've been and doing Sonya I... dirty, though. They have. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's she's not even a main playable character in the new one. She's just, like, a cameo character, which is, like, a character that pops up here and there. So, yeah. That's they, unfortunate. I know. Sorry, go on. So, I I don't play the new ones, but I watch them. So, I'll watch people play them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I have to ask. I ask everyone this, this question. What is your favorite oh, horror geez. film or franchise? Oh, that's an easy one for me. There's a few things when people like who know me, like what kind of generates their thoughts of me. Yeah. And it's going to be A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Elvira, and The Simpsons. Nice. <laughs> okay. Which Nightmare on Elm Street? Like all of them or like do you have I a favorite? I am unapologetically in love with every single one of them for their own reasons. Yeah. Of course, I have my ranking. Um, <laughs> What's your ranking? I was uh, Number three is my favorite. Yes. So good. Then number four, and then number one, and then it kind of goes like people don't like my rankings, but then it goes like number five, which most people hate. Is that Dream Child or which one's that one? Yes, yes. that's Dream Child, <laughs> and I love it. It's, I'm a very visual person, yeah. so it has a lot of great visuals in there. The only problem with that movie is Freddie himself. He's kind of not that great in it. Yeah, some of them his his <laughs> his like makeup starts looking a little bit like cartoonish kind of and that he's not really as scary definitely <laughs> yeah okay so what's your what's your like least favorite horror film my least favorite horror film that's hard because i'm pretty easygoing i'm pretty chill i'm not like all the people who are like oh these movies are crap and garbage i'm like they're okay <laughs> <laughs> some people just get so passionate about it right like it's like chill out like it's just a movie right um I, I say I have trouble sometimes with some slow burns. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate them, but I have to be in the right mood for them. Um, I, I kind of need things blowing up my face or blood squirting everywhere or stuff like that to really get me interested. Oh my gosh, same. I need, like, action. I need, like, 
people getting stabbed within like the first 10 minutes. Like I need, I don't need like the A24 like films, like they're good, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. There's just something about them that I'm just like, like, I don't want to have to wait to get to like what I came to see. Like, I want to see it now. You know what it is um, for me? It's the rewatchability. I go into it. I watch it. I'm like, this is a great movie, but I, I don't, feel the need to watch it again yeah whereas like the ones i love i think i've seen like hundreds of times yeah <laughs> have you seen the new a24 film talk to me i did what did you think about it so i actually liked it uh my husband not so much yeah i i wasn't a fan of it <laughs> no well i thought it was okay yeah i thought the whole like concept about getting possessed and it, it like became like an addiction to them kind of yeah but I just, I'm a big character person too. So like, if I don't like any of the characters then I don't care about the movie and I didn't think any of the, the characters were really likable. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't mean be rude saying this and I hope people don't take this offensively, but uh, it's a different generation kind of that are watching the movies now. Yeah. And they're going to do things that kind of cater more to their generation. True. Okay. <laughs> and they're, it's just a different vibe. It's, they're just not what we're used to. <laughs> True. You got me there. You got me there. Um, so you're not a fan of like, I mean, this is pretty basic, but like the Scream franchise or I know you did oh, last I love summer. The franchise. What's your What's your favorite one? Um, so if I was, you were gonna ask me like my legit favorite movies ever in horror. My first one's Nightmare on Elm Street three. Uh, my second is I know you did last summer, and my third is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Even though it's kind of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you did. Go ahead. With Scream, um, I think it's really hard for anyone to say the first isn't the best. Um, but I do love four. Four is one of my favorites. See, this is why we're we're here right now. This is why we're here. <laughs> I think it's really safe to say the original is the best one. Um, that's like safe in my eyes, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I like when the, when I do those like letterbox like rankings i always get dragged because i always put four as like my like top even before one um really yes i just i don't know i i I think it's like yes it's what started the franchise but i can like i don't know like we can move it aside and like put a different one at the top for for now um i don't know just just four just kind of like it kind of like recaptured everything that's that the original did in my opinion, again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's what it is when people say they don't like it. I'm like, it's to me the most similar to number one. It's, it has the closest vibe and feel to it. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's because the generation of that is more close to you. So yeah, that's why you can relate to it better than having to call 911 on an old dial-up computer yeah oh my god like no like i was a huge fan of the first one i think i was like i was like six when i was watching it well i I don't know why my family was letting me watch it but i mean yeah i i love that film but i think i just kind of i think watching it now it's it's kind of boring to me and i'm gonna get dragged for that 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but I... Well, do you think that's just because you've seen it too much? I think so. But speaking of least favorite horror films, that kind of leads us into our, our next little segment, which is childhood <laughs> fears. Do you have any childhood fears? I can tell you mine right now. It's... Uh, yes. It's Leprechaun. <laughs> that's my <laughs> least favorite horror film, too. I don't know what it is. I think just because my cousins and, like, my uncles would traumatize me as a child putting that movie on. The Warwick Davis ones, like, he's the only one who I, I, I can't watch. I can watch the remakes, but to this day, I, I don't know what it is. No, I don't know if, like, there was any horror movie stuff that scared me, but I have, like, childhood fears, if you want to get into that. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so, growing up, I was something called uh, alectorophobic, which is a deathly fear of chickens. What? <laughs> Don't ask me why. They would just unsettle me so bad. Like, if I could hear one, I would, like, almost start tearing up. Did you grow up on a farm or anything? No. The closest I got to it is I had a great-grandfather I used to uh, visit sometimes out there in Lamont, uh -huh. if you've ever heard of it. And he had some chickens in the back, and that's the closest I've ever gotten to them. But it's just, they're peckers. They scare me. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's actually really scary, though, because, like, they will attack Yes. Yeah. And then isn't it worse if you run from them? I think so. Can you imagine <laughs> one with like razor blades on them? Oh ones? my gosh. <laughs> like those chicken fights. Oh my gosh, where they put razor blades on the freaking roosters. Is is it their wings? Or feet? Oh, or I, both? Probably their probably their feet. Who knows? That is so <laughs> That is oh. so awful. Jeez, memory unlocked. We had a neighbor when I was a kid, too, who had, like, a, a large python, and they would feed it chicken, so I'd hear him strangling them You're at night. You're kidding. So that's probably where it came from. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, these chickens screaming bloody murder, literally. Basic, basically, yeah. <laughs> that is traumatizing for a child. It's really odd, but I was actually really afraid of dogs. I don't know why. I was never, like, bitten by one. Um, even, like, chihuahuas, like, I was just... I would scream when I would, would see one and my dad would have to pick me up and carry me because I was that scared. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So uh, another kind of weird fear that I had um, growing up is uh, a fear of ceiling fans for some reason. Like, I think I played a game. It was on the Final Destination 2 DVD. Oh my God. And it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like a pick your destiny card and one of them was good, two of them were bad. You had no idea what it was. And I think it said on one of them I was going to get decapitated by a ceiling fan. <laughs> So ever since then, I was just like, I'm always very cautious of where they're positioned. And then um, one day at, I was working and it went like haywire somehow and like almost came off the track or whatever it was on. <laughs> Before this recording, uh, you had requested that we mention something about vivid dreams. Would you care to elaborate yes. on them a little bit? Um, I just, I've always been a very, um, I guess, imaginative person. Um, and my dreams are a lot more vivid and detailed than most other people's. I don't know exactly how you dream, but I know, like, my husband barely remembers his. Um, and some of mine, like, I'll remember every single detail. And for the most part, I'm not even in them. It's like I'm watching a movie, practically, oh, or wow. I'm somebody else. Mm -hmm. But I've had numerous situations where it's, like, um, reoccurring dreams or um like kind of sleep paralysis kind of stuff and things of that sort so i was curious to see if you've ever had any kind of thankfully enough no but i've heard some extremely frightening stories of p 
people just either feeling like a presence, like being them down and seeing a shadow. And to me, that is just like one of the most terrifying things. And I'm so happy that I've never experienced that. <laughs> have you? Um, so I've had sleep paralysis probably only twice and have not experienced the feeling of somebody else being in the room. It's just kind of like you're conscious, but you can't move and you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did have one, um, issue that was kind of like the reverse of it. That was really crazy. So basically like I got up from bed and I'm looking around and I'm like in some sort of like hut looking area. Like I I'm not in my room. I'm somewhere else completely. Yeah. And I'm walking around, and all of a sudden, I just start seeing like like a swooshing kind of coming from the um, the sides until my room is visible. So it's like I was awake, but my mind wasn't completely awake. Do you believe in paranormal stuff? Um, I I secretly do, but I always try to rationalize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have like yeah. So like aliens, like ghosts, like are you like your believer? In well, those? my dad was. My dad was a big old conspiracy theorist kind of person, so I kind of grew up with, like, the whole, like, aliens are out there. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. Do I, I think it's kind of selfish if we think we're the only people, like, in this galaxy. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't expect to see any. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, I think that's, like, I believe it. But, I mean, I'm not out here playing with Ouija board to try to see like a spirit or a demon or anything. I've never really had any experiences like that, but people close to me have. As far as the alien thing goes, I just, there's so much stuff coming out. Like, I think recently they just like released something that like Mexico revealed little alien corpses. I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. like they look like E.T. kind of like shriveled up E.T.'s. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the whole like Las Vegas alien thing where they s allegedly seen a like alien in their backyard and like a police dash cam caught the like ship crashing. There's like a lot of crazy stuff happening and like our government is like revealing that they've had access to like spacecraft and I don't know, it's just really scary. So I think like my 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 like belief in all of that is like kind of leaning more towards like okay like this this shit is real but i mean i still haven't seen anything so i don't know right it's it's a very controversial subject but i just i just wanted to get your thoughts on all of that well for the people who listen to your podcast regularly you were kind enough to tell one of my stories about my great grand my great great grandfather um yes. visiting me uh, once or tw actually two times, if not more. Yes. Um, so that it's kind of hard for me to say that ghosts don't exist when I, I feel like I've legit had these experiences. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've gone into, uh, so f first of all, I'm a big old Snoopy person. <laughs> um, so when I go and visit somebody for the first time, like I, I'm like, oh, can I look at your house? And I, I look in every room, I open every closet just to be a Snoop. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. It's just something uh, I just love. Like, <laughs> I want to see how dirty your bathroom is. I'm not going to really judge you, but I'm going to judge you. Okay, see, <laughs> this is why I am the way I am. A lot of people give me crap for being, like, so, like, anal about, like, keeping the house clean, making sure it, it looks good. They're like, no one's going to go and, like, look at that spot. See, there is people like you out there. I've gone to, like, certain houses, and I'll, I'll tell people, I'm like, I got a weird vibe in this, like, uh, uh, my husband's sister, um, I went to her place, 
And I was like, oh, I love your place. I was like, but your closet in your bedroom is like, I don't know. I felt really weird around it. She's like, oh my God, like, let me tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she's, she's just like, I swear I hear things at night in there sometimes and whatnot. And uh, it's an older house too. So it's just like, mm, you probably got some bad juju in there. Yeah. Wait, so you can sense things? Kind of. I get like weird feelings, but nothing like too much where I'm going to go around saying like I'm psychic medium and <laughs> um, be like, yo, I'm from Jersey. I see your grandmother. Who's the full of the figure? <laughs> exactly. Who's oh. the father figure? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's so cool. Like, have you sensed anything like around you recently or is you know what it's like there's moments i feel like i'm more in tune with it and when i'm not um usually i have to be kind of like almost in a sad place yeah. to really pick up on things and that's the weird part um but i've been happy lately so i have also a reoccurring kind of dream that happens i don't know over like five years and it's it's really strange because again i've had this since i was like probably like seven years old and it was always like teenagers so not me unless i was going to grow up to be one of the people but it was like four teenagers, um, kind of like 1960s look to them. And they are driving down a kind of like a, a farmland road. You can see like high wheat grass or something of that sort, you know, yeah. uh, that very golden kind of whatever look. And then they stop at like some old, de like decrepit farmhouse. And I'm following one of the guys, and he can't find anyone. And then he, all of a sudden, he starts finding his friends, and they're all dead. Um, and it's just like little pieces keep getting prolonged every single time I have this dream again. What? So the first one, I know, it's weird. So the first time was he saw this one girl with like this kind of blonde curly hair, and she was up on a clothesline, like, you know, the pins kind yeah. of? And the the wind was so strong, it kept swaying her head back and forth as she's, like, strung up there dead, you know? So I'm like, why am I having this dream at seven years old? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have these... And then... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, no like, have these, have these dreams, like, ever inspired, like, some of your work? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, not my art, necessarily, but I tried my hand in writing a couple times. And with Nightmare on Elm Street being one of my favorite movies, um, I kind of drew off of, like, Wes Craven's whole, like, hey, yeah. use your nightmares, use this kind of stuff, you know, yeah. or whatever. So I wrote a couple things, and I would write in some of the some of the stuff that I've had in there, and it's, it's wild. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You should, like, make a screenplay yeah. out of that. Next big horror I film. Should. <laughs> right. I actually uh, wrote a screenplay for a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie back in like uh, 2018, 2019. And obviously they weren't doing anything with it because it was like in all these kind of different positions. Like uh, the Craven Estate owns certain rights and then the other people own certain rights. It was just a mess. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of have to be in the industry already. It's hard to break in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's a really tough world in like with all of that. But yeah, I'm a creative person. Um, and also I'm kind of like a homebody. I don't really go out and party. Oh my, so, me too. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like get so happy when people cancel on me. Oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Is that like toxic? We toxic? Uh, no. Am I toxic? I think so. I think you probably appreciate, like, maybe, say, one person coming over, two people hanging out mm. at your place. 
where you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Or like go to someone's house, someone who lives like within a five minute radius. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm not. Uh... Like, do you, do you go to clubs at all ever? I did in my early 20s because um, I was kind of more of along the line of, hey, I'm living with these people. They're going out. I'll just tag yeah. along with them. <laughs> but now that they're, like, not there in my life like that anymore, no, I don't I don't go out. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, really, like, really exhausting. I, it is. I'm not judging. I just I, – I commend those of you who can go out every weekend and then wake up the next day for work like that is so crazy i could never I... no i'm like i work 50 <laughs> i work 50 hour work weeks to go to the gym all this kind of stuff you know it's too much yeah too much for all that oh my gosh <laughs> all right wait did i cut you off um i think so where was i going oh with my that? gosh what were we talking about this is the worst podcast you've ever been on huh <laughs> just no not at all i'm having a great time <laughs> okay good okay good okay well the next one was like another guy had his like face in the stove like kind of burned off that was kind of gross <laughs> like he was putting his face there the guy wasn't he came across one um whose face was already kind of like someone was burnt up with their face melted onto the stove <laughs> oh my gosh i wonder what all these dreams mean I don't know. So that's what I mean by, like, I have very vivid dreams sometimes. And there was one I had where it was, like, um, two guys at a pickup basically go to someone's house and they sneak into the back, like, with the back um, patio window. And they accost this woman and end up murdering her and covering the body up. And I, like, literally, like, went around on the internet trying to see if, like, this person was real. Because it was someone I've never seen. It was, like, some redhead woman in her 40s, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, fun stuff. So, I have a very, very active imagination. And then going back to what I was saying, like, at home, like, I make board games. I draw. I write. So, I'm just creative. Are you kidding me? How are you not, like, a best-selling author right now? Like, oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. It's because I don't like to read. <laughs> No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so basically the way I structure it when I do write is like uh like you're watching a movie and it's not very romantic, it's more to the point. Okay. But still, yeah. That, I would read something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. You would with your like true crime side of you. <laughs> um well just start sending me stuff and I'll just start reading it on this podcast, honestly. That's a way to get it out right. there. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about some projects that you have coming out, which I myself am really excited about and I'm already obsessed and I already have a spot in my little podcasting office area for it. <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited. Um, so I got to do something fun. If you ever go to my Instagram, I believe it's under Robbie.clark87, which is like my names <laughs> uh, i need to change that i just i've been lazy yeah. um but basically i have a certain style and i decided to do a kind of like a beefcake calendar of the men from scream i try to pick two from every single movie but that like scream 2 just had so many good looking guys in it i had to like pull from three yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um uh me and along with um Keith, who is one of the members of the Horror Fried Podcast, another great podcast, if you guys want to check that out. 
um, went in on it, started designing it, and made a calendar out of it. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm working on the perks right now for anyone who pre-orders. Um, I'm making like bookmarks and trading cards and oh my gosh. postcards, all this kind of stuff, you know. So that's so check awesome. it out. That's so awesome. And I will link everything in this description for this episode. So don't worry about it, everyone. All right. So should we get into some submissions and questions? Oh, geez. I'm scared. Okay. Yeah, Hon- yeah. Honestly, this is like the most tame that like, yeah, it's, it's very tame. It's very tame. Oh, uh, come on, people. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Are there any lesser known horror gems you'd recommend to fellow fans? Jeez, um, like, I don't know. That's really hard to say just because you have to know people's taste. I could give a couple things, like, as an example, and you might think they're, like, the biggest pile of crap ever. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, shoot. Um, so I like this movie called, like, Session 9. It's a little bit of a slow burn, uh, but has a good payoff at the end that really kind of sits with you and just is creepy as heck. Yeah. Um, and it's about like some guys um, working at like, an asylum. It's already like asbestos is like taken over, and they're cleaning it up basically. And they come across these tapes, and um, some strange things just start happening. I had a um, well. I have this other podcast I um, I listen to, and I also get to guest on quite frequently. And they're called the Dolls of Horror. So I've seen a lot of things because of them, basically yeah. things I would never have watched. Like there was something called like the Manson Brothers. Um, I forgot what it was about, but it's like zombies and wrestling, and it's actually a really good time. It's more of a manly movie. <laughs> you you had me at zombies and wrestling. Like, so there's zombies that wrestle. Kinda, yeah. What? <laughs> like the wrestlers are turning into zombies and whatnot. Oh wow, that sounds actually like really fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So that's like more of like an indie one. <laughs> um, jeez, there's just so many movies. I'm like a I'm a I'm a slasher guy. Every slasher that I like, though, I mean, I'm, I think it's pretty well known. I I do like slashers. I would say Paranormal is more my favorite. Oh, you're a paranormal guy. Yeah, so that's why I like Freddy so much because he's paranormal yeah. slasher. Same like Candyman, paranormal slasher. Yeah. You know. Do you like the like Conjuring films or like the Paranormal Activity films? Oh, definitely. I would say actually the last movie that, that really truly scared me in theaters was the first Insidious movie. And it was such a random part, too. It was like um, she was checking on her baby, and I didn't see the man standing behind it at first, but then I saw him afterwards, and that just creeped the hell out of yeah, me. Yeah, that, that movie has like a lot of like hidden, like scary parts, but there's like a, there's like someone standing in like a random spot. That is yes. terrifying. Right. Terrifying. Hey, Ralph, since you're obsessed, thank you. Uh, do you think in some cases horror can serve a deeper purpose beyond just scaring people? If so, how? That's actually a really good one. I think there's actually uh, a lot of benefits to horror movies. First of all, they can make you more ready for bad situations. Oh, uh, yeah. You might be able, in your head, by watching these, be more prepared if something ever happens to you. Just like be smart you know (laughs) yeah don't make stupid choices don't go um investigating out in the back of the woods when you hear like some strange noise (laughs) exactly exactly but i also feel like i don't know sometimes um 
they bring out emotions of you so you can kind of see what's important to you and whatnot. Like, I don't know if you have a hard time with animals dying in movies, maybe you want to do some stuff that's going to be helpful to animals. True. Maybe you'll see someone when they lose their mother in it or something like that, and they have a hard time with it. So you're like, maybe I should be kinder to my mom. I don't know. Random things, you know? Oh, we're getting like really deep. Oh my Sorry, God. No. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like you just, that was a really good answer. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I had a longer time to think about it than you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here like, uh, uh, no, yeah, that's, that's like very true. I think horror films are made obviously to keep us entertained, but obviously like we can learn some things from it. Like you said, make smarter choices. Uh, be careful who you trust. Um, don't go into a dark alley alone. Uh, <laughs> I can go on and on. Um, but yeah, I wonder why it is that like people get so sad when animals die. Um, I don't know. That is weird. Like, don't get me wrong. I would too. <laughs> yeah, I always think of like my animals. Maybe it's because unless they're like unbearable, most animals are pretty innocent. So it's like why you have to kill the animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was oh my... always my biggest part of um, Friday the 13th Part 2. I was like, so wait, did the dog live or not? No, that dog's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a dream at the end. <laughs> yes. Um, do you think a movie loses points if they kill an animal? No. No. <laughs> I kind of, like, I was watching the original Halloween, and um, I was kind of pissed when he killed that German Shepherd. Was it a German Shepherd that he killed? I think so. I think he killed two dogs in it, actually. Oh, yes. Like he ate one. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that in Resurrection? Um, there was, like, a rat that was Oh, the rat. It was the rat. It was a rat. That's, like, yeah. are you a fan of that film? You know what? As I said, I'm pretty easygoing, so um, I can find enjoyment in every single one of them. Some of them are, like, you know, they're not that great. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, like, I'll be in the mood to watch it sometimes, and I'll watch it, but... Most of the time, I'll just skip it. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the beauty about them. It's like they exist, but guess what? You don't have to watch them. And the beauty about some of them is that they can be like a complete flop, but like years later, they find like a new life, and people start to love them and appreciate them. Oh, look at Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that one. So I have it on the lower end of my ranking, but I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's just because that one's a lot more grounded and I don't know, just the effects are like more realistic. I like out, I like overworldly yeah. kind of effects. So I think that's why it goes down for me a little bit. That's why Dream Warriors was, was yours, like your top. Oh, totally like i i love the scenery in it basically yeah. it's like you want an insane asylum here you go you want like a boiler room galore here you go <laughs> yeah that one scared me so much when i was younger because my my grandma had a closet filled with like different horror film vhs's and she had that one the second one and i think the first one but that one it just i don't know like the I think the scene where she's in the bathroom, I think it's Patricia Arquette's character. She's like in the bathroom and then like, I don't know, like the light. Oh, the, the sink. The sink. And then like <laughs> he appears in the mirror and I'm like, yeah. for some reason that would scare the crap out of me. I would start crying. It was, yeah, I was a big old crybaby. I, 
I used to be uh, very careful whenever I would see those things with like the little hands. Yes, like, like <laughs> very cautious before, before touching it. Yes. yes. Yeah. But that movie is just, it's so good. Like it has like some of the best lines. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Like, you know, I mean. Oh, but it's got some of the worst ones too. Like I love that. <laughs> I'm beautiful and bad. <laughs> yes, yes, it does have corny lines too, but I mean, gotta take it with all it has to offer. <laughs> oh, number four is even better though. Like, um, I love whenever there's the the girl and she's doing the bench presses, and he comes up behind her. She's the one that turns into a cockroach, by the way. Oh my gosh! Wait, um, what's that? What's the fourth one? Is that the uh, Dream Master? I don't think I've seen the fourth one actually. So the fourth one, I actually watched the most just because it's so campy, and I, I love some camp. <laughs> um, and they, they call that one the MTV uh, Nightmare because it's very rooted, like, in that time. Yeah, but I just love that she looks at them. She goes, I don't believe in you. <laughs> and he goes, I believe in you. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Just hearing you say that sounds so bad, but I'm going to have to watch that now. Oh, you should. <laughs> Our next segment is a new just for you. Ooh. Are you ready? Sure. What is it? I'm going to be asking you 20 rapper questions. They're pretty simple. Oh, so you want to go? You want to go even faster? <laughs> that. Oh my god. That, you didn't even think about that, I, huh? No, I didn't. I really didn't. Um, that you have to try to answer. <laughs> I shouldn't even say this last part. They have to try to answer in under five seconds. <laughs> I'll, I will do my best. Each question. And there's, I mean, I can help you out too. Are you ready? Okay. Shoot. Okay. Who is the iconic killer in the Halloween franchise? Michael Myers. It, easy, right? In which film does yeah. Freddy Krueger first appear as the antagonist? Come on. The Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> what is the name of the camp in Friday, Friday the 13th? Oh, I don't know, Padawaki or something. <laughs> Crystal Lake. Oh my God, what am I thinking? <laughs> I was like, wait, I was confused for a second. I was like, wait, have I got it wrong this like whole time? I think I'm thinking like Sleepaway <laughs> Camp or something, and I don't even know what that one is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, which horror card revoked? <laughs> which actor portrayed Leatherface in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Gunner Hansen. Period. Name the location where most of the action takes place in Scream. Like Woodsboro? Yes. Do you mean like the okay? Which horror film slasher features a killer named Jigsaw? Uh, that would be Saw. In a Nightmare on Elm Street, how do you defeat Freddy Krueger? There's numerous ways, but the first one was just not giving him your energy. Yes. Who directed the 1978 film Halloween? Uh, John Carpenter. What object is often associated with Ghostface in the Scream series? Like the knife? Yes. What's the knife called? Okay. Is it like a hunter knife? Or no? I don't know. Okay. I mean, that was a bonus. What question. is it? It's called a buck. You got to tell me. A buck one twenty. Oh, buck one twenty. Yeah, it sounds sexual. <laughs> it really does. It sounds like a sex toy. Um, in Psycho, who famously portrayed the character Norman Bates? Anthony Hopkins? Perkins. No. Perkins, but close. Perkins. Okay. <laughs> you still have points. What is the name of the fictional town where Silent Hill takes place? Wait, Silent Hill, right? Yes. You got. 
I, I try to trick you there. Uh, which I know. <laughs> which film introduced the character of Jason Voorhees in the Friday the Thirteenth series? Uh, it was in part two. But I don't know. Like he was a kid in the first one, but he didn't really become the antagonist in the second. It's part two, yeah. It's part two. Okay. I'm just trying to like be tricky here and like clever, but you're. <laughs> I know, geez, you're making me second guess myself. <laughs> what year did the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film come out? Uh, was it seventy six? Or was it like seventy eight? I don't remember. It was in seventies, right? You're close, seventy four. Oh dang, that's real early then. Was it the Exorcist that was seventy eight then? Didn't that come out first? No, I think I think it was the Exorcist that was this that was seventy eight. Yeah. Um, I lost my spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are so easy. These are so like who am I? Who do I think I am asking these? In Child's Play, what is the name of the possessed doll? Come on. I mean Charles E. Ray <laughs> possessed it, but his name is Chucky. Yes. Which Saw film is known for elaborate and deadly traps? <laughs> Which Saw film? All of them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh what is the nickname given to the killer in Candyman? Uh, oh, Candyman? <laughs> That's in his name, like, uh, Rathbone or something like that? It's Candyman. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> talking about his real name, though. Yeah. And I know what you did last summer. What are the teenagers trying to hide? Uh, a dead body. But is he dead? Not really. <laughs> there was a dead body, but not the one they hit. True. Which classic slasher film features a killer wearing a William Shatner mask? William Shatner would be Halloween. What is a tagline associated with the Hellraiser series? Like any kind of tagline? Like the... I have such sights to show you? No. Or... I think that was... Uh, put on here. No, it's demon to some, angels to others. Angel to that's others. That's one of them, yeah. That's like the I only... Like that one. It's like the only hard question on here. I'm sure I flubbed some of them, but also it's like one of those things where you're just kind of like, uh... uh <laughs> Ready, rapid fire question. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit! I was like, shit! I'm not ready. I would make mine harder. <laughs> like, who? What was the name of the the bad person in Darkness Falls? Wasn't it the Tooth Fairy? No, she's not the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, was it? Well, she's the Tooth Fairy, but like, what was her real name? Oh my gosh! I know this. I used to love that movie. Um, I like it too. Oh, underrated movie. People haven't seen it. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, I can't remember no matilda matilda dixon matilda dixon yeah what else what else you got what else you got what about in uh dead silence oh my god what's the puppet's name and what's the lady's name there was a song there was a song what's it what is it uh, is it start with mary yes mary shaw yes i don't know the puppet's name what was her puppet's name i don't know the puppet's name. i think it's just billy billy the most basic name for a puppet I know. Billy. I think that's also the one in uh, Saw. His name's Billy, too, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? This is fun. Um, what was the demon's name in The Exorcist? Uh, I almost said Valak, but that's a nun. Um, it's Parduzu? Paduzu? Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Yes. I was close. I was close. Yes. Who was the... Only solo killer in the Scream franchise. Roman Bridger. I had to think about that one. Yes. But was he, though? <laughs> but was he, though? I don't know. People say there's conspiracies that Angelina was supposed to be helping him, and he just killed her before she revealed it, but who knows? 
I think like in one of the yeah. original scripts, it was supposed to be her and and him. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me four horror movies with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Scream two. I know you did last summer. Um, uh, you were close with it. Uh, the Grudge. <laughs> the Grudge. Yes. And I mean, does The Grudge two count? Sure. Why not? Wait, what's another one she's come out in? Um, have you ever seen the movie The Return? I didn't. It's not that great. What's it about? Um, kind of like she gets. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, it's like she's almost possessed, but not really. It's just I I can't really describe it too well, to be honest. Yeah, it's okay. But it was just kind of boring. It was kind of boring. It's not memorable then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then like I I would have taken Buffy too, the series. I uh, love Buffy. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you said I know what you did last summer is your favorite, one of your favorite horror franchises, right? Um, I thought I, I, mean, I, I could have sworn I, you said it in the beginning. So I know you did last summer is my favorite, like second favorite horror movie of all time, um, and I do love the second one, but the third one is Cockadoodoo. <laughs> uh, that is just trash. <laughs> that is a disgrace. Yeah. Okay, and I'm not even being harsh on it because I've I've literally tried three times, but it's like um, it almost feels like an ABC Family kind of like horror movie. Yeah, what's it like? I'll I'll always know or something like that. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I'll always know what you did. And summer. he's like a zombie now too, who like teleports apparently. Yeah, he was like an urban legend almost, kind of that came for to seek revenge on people who do bad things on the Fourth of July. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. So, with the first film, yes, have you heard people say that they wish Helen Shivers was the final girl over Julie James? Well, Bob, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, she was she was just a better character um, in general. Like, she gave that character so much life, yeah. basically. Um, Julie James... It's kind of hard, especially like in the late 90s, early 2000s. The lead character is always the most bland because they have to be the everybody person, you know? Yeah. See that? Um, yeah. And, and even her relationship with Ray was just kind of like boring in comparison like to Julie – or not Julie, uh, Helen and Ray. No, Helen and Barry. I was like really confused right now. I was like, "Wait, where am I? What are you talking about?" I'm saying, I'm saying, so I'm saying every single name the entire movie. You're like, "Oh yeah, Helen and Barry." Their relationship was like so toxic, but yet you could see that they genuinely cared about each other, yeah. like deep down. It's just Barry's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I felt like Julie just wasn't likable. She was. And she got much better in the second movie. Yeah, her movie. Yeah, definitely. And the other one, you're just like, come on, emo girl, let's just get <laughs> go, get going with your life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you agree that uh, Helen's chasing is like probably one of the most iconic chase scenes, or is that? Oh, I think yeah. so. I think it'd be in the top five of all time. Oh probably. yeah, and it was it was long because I consider her chase scene from basically the squad car until she gets killed. Yeah, when that when that cop got it, that stupid yeah. cop. That stupid Mayberry asshole. <laughs> Mayberry ass reject or whatever the fuck she yeah, called it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, again, thank you so much for 
taking the time to sit with me and just chat about scary stuff. Yeah, of course. Really appreciate it. Very... It kind of seems like a little departure of what you normally do, so... <laughs> not really. I I was being facetious. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I'm, trying to explain. I'm like, not Oh, my gosh. But uh, before you go, if you want to just go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Uh, Robbie.Clark87. Um, I don't get to post too often because I was really busy with the calendar, but... I try to at least post something once a month. Yeah. And when does the calendar get released? So we are actually at the stage where we're finalizing it. We've had a tester. Um, some of the coloration was a little dark, so I had to uh, change some things around. Uh-huh. Hopefully have it to everyone by like mid-October who pre-ordered. Awesome. Yeah. So around that time after everyone gets their pre-orders, that's when if we'll release whatever else we have. Okay. I will link everything in the episode description, everyone. So don't worry about that. Yes, get some hunky man, and maybe next year it's really um, good. It's really good. Like <laughs> maybe next year Ralph Anthony will be on it. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun. I appreciate you again. Yeah, happy to survive. All right. I will talk to everyone on the next episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye.